0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, oh, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, Gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause. Happy Tuesday, Andrew. Hello there, Colin. Happy
1: Tuesday. And Edwin, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Fantastic. It's great to hear. Glad to yes. be here mm-hmm. talking
0: about the Bible. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm loving this 100th psalm. It's one of my favorites. It's about Thanksgiving. I know I need a lot more of that in my heart. I think the world's a better place when
1: people are thankful. Well, you know, and I'm just thinking about, well, like it's the 100th psalm, isn't it a coincidence it's 100 degrees outside? <laughs> yeah. And Colin's wearing a sweater. What Colin is that is about? A sweater. <laughs> What is that about, Colin, <laughs> man? Well, you, well d- you don't have to give the
0: details. <laughs> dry it doesn't work. Your clothes don't dry. You, gotta <laughs> you, grab, what's, you grab what's there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, now, some of you may or may not know this, but Colin has come our way for the summer from Kentucky. Yeah, you'd think he would handle the cool better. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, talk about a guy who's always prepared. He comes to Florida with a sweater in <laughs> the July. Summer. Summer. Well, no, just in case. No, just I mean, in case you get 100 degrees here. Oh, man. <laughs> So it, could get little, it could get a little chilly, you know, like 97.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cold. <laughs> but he's ready. Uh, he is he's ready. He's ready. And he's, I love that about he's him. He's ready to move to Florida because in February it gets to be like 70, and they crack out the sweaters nice. and the parkas. Oh, they do. Oh, man. <laughs> I will say this. You live here for a while. I've been
0: here for... A few years now, my blood gets thin. Yeah. I try to go see family in Indiana,
1: and I can't, I can't handle a 60-degree day. Yeah, I'm that's, like, that's it's not so cause...
0: cold. The wind is blowing so hard. That's not
1: because you've been living in Florida for a while. That's because you've been living on the earth for a long time. <laughs> that is. Old man. Old man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Wow. All right. All right. We're, we're running out of time. Get into Psalm 100.
0: All right. Well, I'm thankful to be reading Psalm 100 today from the New King James Version of the Bible, mm. a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations.
1: I like the way yours, uh, that the New King James there, not yours, but that is your Bible. Is. I, I like the way the New King James there starts that. Read that first line again. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. So the ESV and I think some other translations, make a joyful noise. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that as preachers sometimes we'll talk about singing and we'll highlight, oh, this verse says joyful noise. You don't have to be really good at singing. And there's truth to that. You don't have to be really good at singing. We're not trying to impress people with our singing. But this is not actually saying as long as you're just making a noise, it's okay. That is that idea that we're, we're going to make a joyful shout. It's a celebratory thing is the idea here, not just a raucous thing. Yeah, but, but volume does go along with this, oh, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's, we're singing, but we're singing out. We're, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And look, it is good to point out, because I know one of the great fears many of us have of singing out is that the people around us will say, well, that was not good, Uh <laughs> again the the audience is not necessarily the people around us so we are singing for one another so I got to be careful with making that comment as well but i i I'd love to just speak
0: to this for a minute though because you're right we have an apprehension among many people about singing to god because they say i can't sing and, what will my pew partner think when they hear my voice but that is boy talk about being trapped in our own culture and cultural thought about singing yeah you know, you go to other cultures and other countries, and if you're born with a voice, it's so you can sing. Mm. It's communal. It's singing while we work. It's singing the stories and singing the, through the generations and all the sorts of things. Yeah. It's and, not singing for performance. Exactly. We are so tied into performance and watching all this American Idol and America's Got Talent that we have this phobia that I can't sing. We We we're our own worst enemy that
1: way. I think we just think about singing wrong and that makes a verse like this even harder. I I was reading Triumph of the Therapeutic last year and Philip Reif back in the 60s as he was talking about what was happening as our... As our culture becomes Mm anti-cultural, as it becomes individualistic rather Mm -hmm. than communal, as it becomes focused more on me just being happy in the moment. And he made a really interesting statement that ties into what you just said. He said that, look, as as this becomes more and more individualistic, there will still be institutions. There will still be schools. There will still be uh, organizations. He even mentioned churches. There will still be churches. Mm -hmm. But what will happen is they will become places instead of to transform They will become places for us to perform. And and I, I thought, man, that is straight up the issue when we're dealing with churches today in this individualistic culture where we gather together with the church, with the congregation of God's people, and it ends up becoming, and listen, it is not lost on me that I am the guy who stands up in front of the group and speaks alone, you know, monologues. Every other week. Sure. And so I am in danger of this more than most. But this place of gathering together becomes more about how I can perform and everybody can look at me rather than a place and a group with which to be so that I can be transformed. And I think that hits on this hits on that.
0: Oh, I mean, it absolutely does. And just to build on that a little bit, okay, there's always going to be someone up front to lead a church, whether it's leading in preaching or leading in prayer. I get that. That's part of being order guys, orderly, so forth. But look at the environments that are created today, the quote unquote worship environments. And it's a black box theater and the lights need to be low, except for up on the stage. Now up on the stage it needs to be spotlights and laser lights and color lights. I mean it's it's designed to be theaters okay and so that that lends itself to performance Mm -hmm. that puts a pressure and even an expectation that at the best you have some type of proxy worship going on up on the stage for all the people but probably it's just a performance and instead of the church offering their
1: worship to god they're the audience being entertained and then what do we do with it and colin I, I, i'll let you talk here in just a second well you've kind of gotten into some you, stuff now i got you've some gotten, feelings now on you've me. gotten onto my thing <laughs> <laughs> i got <I> to <laughs> get up on my soapbox <laughs> uh, no no you, you keep perform me. In, in addition to this theater that we make our church buildings into then we take and film it and put it on television or now we stream it, or we want to find little bits of TikTok uh, available material or Instagram. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do those things. We need to use those mediums as best we can. But if we're not careful, if we're not careful as... Uh, McL- Marshall McLuhan, I think was his name, pointed out the media becomes the message.
0: Uh, Neil Postman
1: and Neil Postman followed. He, he him. built
0: on that because he did a whole chapter on how putting church on television was just wrecking the church,
1: and it made it amusement yes. and entertainment yes. rather yes. than worship because that's the value of that media. We have to be careful as we strive to use the new media. And again, again, please do not misunderstand me, Andrew and Colin. I'm not saying we shouldn't. Mm. I'm not. Sa- but I tell you what. What we have to be careful of. Is that all of a sudden now as I'm writing my sermons, as I'm as I'm presenting a Lord's Supper talk, as I'm offering an invitation, as I'm making a comment, as I'm saying a prayer, as I'm leading a song, I think more about how is this error how is this going to air on TikTok or Instagram. Right. And I want to come up with the power statement that they're gonna oh, we gotta put that one on the internet so that people can hear it.
0: That's the viral statement. And
1: I'm not saying yeah. we should never take good statements and do that. But the problem where I have to be careful is that when it becomes for me the performance of that's what's driving me and and what I'm thinking about rather than thinking about presenting and to to, to the people who are listening here's God's word here's what it means here is God here is Jesus I'm going to bear witness to Jesus uh, I'm I'm going to shine the light on Him it ends up about shining the light on us we've got to be careful about that so I and I'm thankful that we're having this conversation,
0: because you've got that danger for the person who is up there preaching or leading, okay? And even in their preparation to be thinking in that respect. But I think on the other end, the other challenge, and I think we should use these different medias too, I really do, but if people begin to think that this little standby on TikTok, or this uh, you know, quick video on YouTube replaces, The assembly of the saints Mm. replaces being in the room, replaces the whole sermon. I mean, even those great little power statements are what? Taken out of context. Mm -hmm. Very often. (laughs) You know, hopefully it kind of goes along with a greater message, but it's just taken out of context and it's supposed to stand
1: alone. You need the whole context. You need to come be part of the church. So here's the thing to think about, Colin. Do we have a book in the Bible? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, man. Do we have a book in the Bible that is a series of power statements that are just little statements that we take most often one at a time, and once you've heard the statement, you've got the point. Do we have a book in the Bible like that? No. Are you sure? Well, may- Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. The Proverbs. That's right. See? Absolutely. The Proverbs is a book just like that. However, how many books do we have in the Bible? 66. So one book gives us some power statements. Sixty five books say, look, it takes more than a power statement to get a point across. <laughs> All right. And so we we
0: need to I, think about that. I, I'm not ripping the power statement. I'm just no, saying no, no, that no. people are cheating themselves. Yeah, we don't see it that way, but they really are cheating themselves for a nourishment of the soul, contenting
1: themselves with
0: power. statements. Well, last
1: week in Psalm 99, we did talk about worshiping at the footstool of God Yeah, the recognition that it's one thing I can I can worship in my prayer closet. I can listen to something in my car. I can watch something on the computer screen. But let's not forget, we need to gather together with the people of God because that is a transformative experience. Yes. It's not just an informative experience, and it's definitely not supposed to be a performative experience. It is about coming into the presence of God with joy and gladness, Amen. bowing in his presence, bringing worship to him. And that's what Psalm 100 is about. God is a good God. Colin, you agree God is a good God? Mhm. <laughs> I'm well, not sure if they can hear you make that grunt. Do you agree <laughs> that God is a good oh, God? Oh yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah. All right. So tell me about that. Tell me tell me
0: about God's goodness, Colin. We see the goodness and salvation he's given us, his son. Um, yeah. We see it in creation, goodness in everything. Mhm. Well, you know, and he's not just good sometimes. He's good all the time. But I was wanted to get back to what we were talking about when you were mentioning about performing upstage. Oh, okay. One of the things we don't think about and we need to be really thinking about when we do get up in front of people, you know, wh- whether we're actually performing in, s- in some sense, that we need to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're glorifying God in whatever we're doing. Yes. Because once you make it about yourself, you-, you don't need to be up there. Right. You You
1: should never get up there if you're making it about yourself. I agree. Yeah. That is 100% true. It is not about... Us, It's about God. So we get back to Psalm 100 here. I, I mean, we've been springboarding off of what it says there. Yeah, I, I love the fact that in this psalm we're, we're talking about joy and gladness because God is good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not because I'm good. It's not because of what I can do. It's because of what God has done, what God is and his greatness. That's what allows us to have the joy and gladness mm-hmm. and the thanksgiving. Um, you know, just, just as we're wrapping up here, we've said it before, but I think it's good to say it again, two mistakes we can make as Christians, as disciples. Yeah, And the one mistake is thinking that, you know what, I'm just supposed to be happy all the time. We just we just had VBS last week. We have songs like that, which are fine, which are good. <laughs> clap, mm-hmm. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I mean, that's... Uh, you know, and that's, uh, you know, and sometimes we can grow up from that thinking that if I'm ever sad, I'm not being a good Christian yeah. or, or I'm not, you know, in Christ. Or I'm, anymore, not, in I'm Christ not really a Christian. Yeah, that's right. The Psalms disabuse us of that notion. The largest segment of Psalms is lament. But yeah. here's the other problem we get into, especially about w- like what we've been doing here on Text Talk, where you're going through psalm after psalm after psalm after psalm, is you might begin to think that, oh, actually being a Christian, being a disciple of the Lord is just terrible. It's awful. It's so sad. It is the worst. <laughs> and that's a mistake also, because what we have is a good God. And because we have a good God, we can come together with one another in worship with joy and gladness and thanksgiving, and we can be transformed as people. And so, look, we can be candid with our sorrows, but let us not forget we have great reasons to be joyful. I love that. And, you know, one of the things
0: I think about with this wonderful psalm, the psalm of thanksgiving and enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise and so forth, is that even in the Old Testament, under the law of Moses, there were thank offerings. There was this mode of expression above and beyond the, we always talk about the burden of the law, but there was an opportunity for people to express that joy and that gladness by giving over and above and by giving
1: extra to God and sacrifice and praise. Yes, absolutely. It is time for us to wrap up. Let's have a little joy and gladness right now. God and Father, you are amazing. You are our great God. Your goodness began before the world did. It will continue long after it's over. You have been good to us, not just some of the time, but all of the time. Even even when... As with Joseph being betrayed by his brothers and put in a pit and sold into slavery, we recognize once that story ends that you are actually being good throughout all of that. Even in those moments when, when we can't feel it and we don't see it, we hang on to you because we know that you are our good God and you make all things work together for good. For those who love you, those who are called by your name, we long for you and we praise you. We enter your court with thanksgiving. Thank you for letting us be your people. Thank you for saving us by the blood of your your son, Jesus Christ. And no matter what else is going on today that does sadness at times or anger us or frighten us, even in the middle of all that, we can have joy knowing that we are your children. And so we praise you and thank you. It is through your son, our savior, our king, and our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.